is. And so we come to God in prayer. God of all life, we come in the name of Jesus to offer our praise, to join with his followers across the world and down the centuries in wonder and worship. You created life itself, stretching out space before us, sustaining our lives day by day. And in Jesus, you offer us new life, life abundant and true, life eternal. Forgive us when we turn away from you, when we reject that offer of abundant life, when we forget your great love for the world in all its diversity and need. Forgive us now. Draw us back to yourself that we may walk the way of compassion and peace, forgiven and free. To the glory of your name, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Last Thursday was Ascension Day, and we celebrate Jesus is Lord, risen and ascended, free from the bounds and the limitations of flesh and blood. I wonder what you feel the word confined means for you. Confined. Many of us over this last year have felt confined, and I think especially of those who have been in care homes, unable to go out, and sometimes feeling very isolated and almost imprisoned, confined. Picture what confined means for you. Where are you confined? And there's a picture, man in a tunnel, in a great big tube, I think, confined spaces. I don't know if you feel uh, any sort of claustrophobia, but if I'm in a very small bedroom, I get very kind of, ah. I might wake up in, in the night and ah, the walls are coming in on me. This wonderful space. confined and then unconfined what does unconfined mean for you where do you experience being unconfined those limitations gone unconfined well the picture just to give you is is a kite it's not a perfect picture because a kite has a string but Maybe a kite that's got away, unconfined. The ascension is that point where the life of Jesus, confined to Palestine, becomes unconfined into all nations and the universe itself. 
And so we hear the story of the ascension of Jesus, that moment of being unconfined. And Kate is to read to us. The reading is from Luke chapter 24, verses 44 to 53. Jesus said to them, This is what I told you when I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, He lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Some of you might know Maggie Hindley, a minister in the Thames North Synod. Uh, Maggie's recently retired, but she wrote this prayer reflecting on that reading, and she uses this word unconfined. So listen out for that. When a helium balloon escapes outdoors, or when I watch kite flying on the hill, My heart makes a little leap and goes bobbing away into the sky. How much more then, when I think of you sailing back up homewards, unfettered from your human body. Finished, term over, to be welcomed with shouting and clapping and cheering by every being living in heaven. What relief, what liberation, What lightness when my faith gets a bit stodgy with work and relationships and my own failures. May the image of the unconfined Jesus come to me and set me free. May I be a light-hearted disciple, fresh, ready for play, and with lots of laughter to share with others. Amen. And if you know Maggie, that is a very Maggie prayer. Lots of laughter to share with others. Make me a light-hearted disciple. That sense of lightness is is something I want you to take with you from this story of the ascension. We may struggle with what the ascension of Jesus means. In its most literal way, it does feel a bit silly. We've got 
paintings of Jesus ascending with his feet kind of dangling out of a cloud. And it all sounds strange. But behind it is that unconfined Jesus, no longer limited to Palestine, but here with us now, in every situation, in Jerusalem today, suffering with the people there, in India, amid all the diversity of faiths there, the unconfined Jesus. Stevie Smith wrote a poem called The Airy Jesus, and it's worth looking up. It's a, it's a funny poem, and I didn't want to quote the whole thing, but just, just that sense of the airy Jesus, liberated, able to meet us where we are. And when we share communion, it isn't to limit and to bring Jesus under our control. Far from it. It's so that Jesus can be unconfined, working in our lives and the lives of all his followers. When the disciples returned to Jerusalem, they didn't return saddened by a parting. They returned full of joy because they knew Jesus was still with them. Ascended, exalted Lord of heaven and earth. And Luke, in his second book, tells of how they gathered to pray. He repeats the ascension story. And then he says this. The disciples gathered to wait for that power from on high. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. They all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. 